0: from the inside of a silo, so I'm not really sure if this is working, but I did want to check in, even if it was just to try and report back on some of the changes and some of the things that I've experienced or witnessed over the last little while. It feels like there's been a lot that's happened since I left the pharmacy, before the epoch, I was already so overwhelmed. Trying to keep up with my education, and my job, and doing all that, philosophizing about the way things are, really just seemed like a luxury back then. And it was a luxury for those who had time to have thoughts that weren't already enraptured by their regular day-to-day. And that just wasn't me. I guess this far in, though, it's probably safe enough for me to call this epoch an apocalypse. And I mean, nobody has really told me not to, so if I use the word epoch and the word apocalypse interchangeably, please don't judge me. I'm kind of just going from the seat of my pants here. I'm just hoping somebody else figures out how to contact me because I'm not an electrical engineer. I don't know how to do radio things. So if you can hear this, it would be really nice to be able to speak to somebody. Oh, that sounds weird. Not that I wanted my world to become this tooth-and-nail fight for survival, but the plus side of that is that I have more time to think. Is that a plus side? Before the apocalypse, most people in North America ate meat. There were farms specifically created to raise certain animals with this ultimate goal to just slaughter them, package the meat, and send it out to grocery stores, so that any old Tom, Dick, or Harry could buy it. It seems kind of mind-boggling now that the price of any life that wasn't a human was something like $5.99 a pound. After the apocalypse, though, it got a whole lot more difficult to keep a large plot of land safe enough to allow dozens or hundreds even of cattle, sheep, whatever, to just roam free. So when the grocery stores closed and general society started to get kind of hungry, animals and pastures started to get picked off. It's kind of like what my dad used to say. People are great until you start taking away their basics. Society really breaks down pretty quickly. Herds of animals dwindled. To keep them as safe as possible, the farmers started penning the animals indoors. This meant you needed to have a lot more inside or indoor space to store them, and animals don't really enjoy not having, you know, the sun. (laughs) I don't blame them. It sucks having to hide all of the time. And I bet most of those animals didn't even really, like, get it. Like, hey, why are we all in this silo now? Where's the grass? And on that note, how do you keep grass growing indoors if there's no sunlight or, or very limited sunlight? Believe it or not, there's like a billion different types of grass. Overall, the survival of large farms and piles of animals started to get a bit technically difficult. So it kind of made sense to repurpose some of those buildings. The, what is the word? Abattoirs? Like the equipment for slaughtering. It's just not something I would have thought about. Who's there? Can you just let us in, please? Not until you tell me who's what there? What are you doing? Shut up. Who's that? Uh, still me. Bullshit, there's more of you. I go. What do you want? We're unarmed. We're not. Good to know. Can you let us in then? Stacks are kind of weighing in your favor, don't you think? I knew I heard another person. Don't make any quick movements. Hey, uh... Sorry, we're just... We didn't mean to... Get in. When we first walked into the building, or the factory, it was like nothing I've ever seen. First of all, the smell was overpowering. It was this mixture of old blood, not necessarily dried blood, just old. This um, smell of entrails and, and blood was vaguely concealed by this strong, acrid stench. Kind of stung the insides of your nostrils. Bleach, probably. Nobody said it. But the thought of some movie or some TV show I saw flashed into my mind when they say, we're all mouth breathers here. It kind of felt like that. The walkway leading in from the outside was cement and brick. But there was this separate kind of enmeshed place that when we walked past it on the way in, they called it the relaxed pen. It was a containment area that had been made long before. Had a steel cage all around it. Had these um, those big hexagonal holes separating the wires that stood not quite six feet high. I mean I didn't have a measuring tape but looked like about six feet. The wires at the top, they curved kind of inward, like claws, which I guess was to prevent things from being able to leave. And the base of the relaxed pen was made of dirt. And it was hard packed, like hooves or... A few dead pieces of trampled hay and tiny remnants of grass were mushed down in the trampled brown, the dried mud below. And it gets a lot more deranged trying to describe it from this point onward, but I'm describing this because Well, like I said, I'm trying to change my recordings, so maybe they're more historical descriptions of things. And maybe those descriptions will jog my memory later, if I need to remember stuff, or... I don't know, maybe someone's going to make some kind of textbook about these days when when we get over this. I'm not sure I'm even going to want to remember the details of this place, but... Alright, so in its previous life it was a meat factory, what I would call a slaughterhouse. But I'm supposed to call it a repurposed abattoir. All of the animals were either dead or locked away somewhere inside the silo, so it just looked kind of abandoned on the outside, except for those big plumes of smoke or cloudy things that was coming from the tips of the factory when I made my way. The factory was kind of like a blaring reminder of how many months had passed since the government just stopped existing. Maybe some of the people that were living in the building previously owned or worked in this place? That's the only way that I could see for anyone to understand all of the intricacies of all the stainless steel machinery. It was either that, or some kind of really gory trial and error, but I really don't want to envision it that way. I want to make it clear, though, that despite the building and its demented utility, these people living in the factory weren't bad people. They're probably some of the more reasonable ones that I've met so far really pragmatic, almost business-like. There were less than a dozen of them living in the factory, all men and women, adults, no kids. The building had shielded them from the elements, for the most part. And you know, if I look back at some of the brutal things that I did as a doctor before the epoch maybe outsiders would think I was barbaric as well. The team let us in at gunpoint, which really didn't make either Elena or I feel welcome. (laughs) Really we didn't feel anything other than apprehensive or maybe like, okay, terrified but baseline terrified is kinda the norm. guns and the macho stare down at the beginning was mostly just a precaution that they were putting off I mean those people had been there for a while we weren't the first strangers who had come along and not all the strangers that came were uh normal some were I don't know if infected is the word but some of them were off The abattoir team, they had been stung before. One of them told me that there used to be something like 20 people living inside. But at one point or another, that number got picked off. And it wasn't by the elements. So I can't really blame them for being a little bit spooky or scary when we got there. older man with leathered skin, kind of like someone who spent all their life outside. He greeted us. Sort of. He seemed to be the foreman or the manager of the place. He had this confident air about him, but in a quiet, commands respect in a subtle kind of way. It was like like he knew what he knew, and that was clearly more than everybody else, and all the other people were on a need-to-know basis. And that makes sense if you want to ward off a mutiny, because you can't really have all your secrets shareable. Don't let yourself become expendable in a world where, well, this world, now. Anyway, this guy, he seemed to have this sense of pride when he explained the place. And he walked around, and he showed us different things in a superficial detail. We were still at gunpoint, but it was kind of like the guy was giving us a tour. And it sort of felt like he'd given tours of the factory before. I thought maybe he was one of the people who guided safety control people, or... I assume there used to be some kind of safety control to buildings like this. These machines were the size of transport trucks. And when I asked him why would you stay in such a horrible place, I said it nicely, so that I wasn't going to get kicked out immediately. He said, Seemed as good a place as any to hold up. can't really argue with that, it was kind of like a Fort Knox. So we kept walking deeper into the bellies of this building, which was really more a series of buildings that were interconnected on the inside with these metal grate pathways, It's just hiding the outdoors entirely. And here's where the cattle would be corralled into a single chute, up to a narrow pen. This is the guy. He said- That's where the bolt is used. When that bolt goes in and the cattle fall, locks wrap around the hooves and they rotate upside down and we can cut them to bleed. Organ removal, you know, cutting them in half. Cutting them in half. Cutting them in half. Oh my God, please stop. I know that's rude, but like Jesus, ugh. I tried to explain to him, listen, I'm vegetarian. Animal rights are really important to me. But he interrupted me with this guttural, loud laugh. And he said, Guess you ain't been out of the city long. So I guess the summary is people really don't have the luxury of being vegetarian anymore. It's more like, eat what you get, or starve. We're all just scavengers here, he declared proudly. And he slapped his hand with all this gusto on the side of this big metal machine that I have no idea what it was. She's a hard if you mean to look at her that way. I did not, in fact, mean to look at it that way and I really didn't see it as a herb, but... I sound like a snob. But this place was really out of my element. Anyway, the building was used at the beginning of the epoch as some kind of fortress of solitude. For a while, the guys on the inside still used the cattle milling around outdoors for food. But then when the cattle started to get picked off, It quickly became obvious that the cattle, they're not really that easily replaceable anymore. So they stopped eating them. They brought all the animals inside, and they devoted an old feeding silo to the few remaining cows that they had, and then they tried to make that more livable. To subsidize everybody's needs for the people that lived indoors they raided all the grocery stores and all the root vegetable farms that were nearby. Basically anything within driving distance. Though they were smartly conserving gas by that point. The whole idea of going to different farms and taking different foodstuffs seemed to be a bit of a touchy subject. So I guess people probably died in those early treks out. Either that or there was a lot of back and forth between families, and, I don't know, I didn't ask much about it. An old married couple that still lived on one of the decimated root veggie farms, they chose to come join forces with the slaughterhouse people. They said it was a safety in numbers or something like that. So they brought their bottling gear to preserve any of the perishables that were taken, and that way they were able to create food stores to last the winter because I don't know if you've noticed, but winter here is long, and brutal, and awful. There's no growing or toiling the ground or anything like that during the winter here, because everything is frozen. The team siphoned off all the gas and all the diesel from all the nearby gas stations. That way they were able to keep all their machines working if they needed them, Though, at that point in time, I really didn't understand why you would need them if you weren't harvesting your cows. Would have been better if I didn't find out, but... Anyway, there was a metal barrel that they used as a fire pit, and they kept that over in the pen in the back, and that's where they cooked everything. They were pretty firm believers that whatever was happening was something to do with the soil... They figured that burning everything to a char was going to make it a little bit safer for them to eat. I don't have any information to say otherwise, so just as smart as any other strategy, I guess. You'd think the police would come by and give them trouble when all the gas stations and all the grocery stores were picked clean. But I guess at that point the cops were busy with worse things. That, or I mean, maybe the police had just disbanded. Anyway, our limited tour of the whole factory abattoir was over in about 20 minutes. I could see an awful lot of parts of buildings and different rooms and stuff that really wasn't shown to Elena and I. But what was I really going to do? Argue about the importance of transparency? (laughs) These guys had guns but Elena really felt that this was our best chance, so I wasn't going to argue with the gun-wielding strongmen. At the end of the walkthrough, though, this head guy... For some reason, I can't remember his name. I'll have to ask Elena later, but... Anyway, he stood all expectantly with his arms crossed, as if he was saying, Well? So I guess he meant... Well, if this is reasonable, we can talk about the terms of you staying here. So, whatever the test was, I guess we passed it. Later, somebody else told me that it was the attempt that I made at arguing the importance of being vegetarian that apparently allowed us to live. I guess consideration of animal welfare wasn't really a thing that most psychopaths concern themselves with. And really... This was kind of like a first date, (laughs) like the slaughterhouse team versus Elena and I to kind of decide whether or not we were keepers. I kind of wonder what the alternative to the invite would have been, but I think maybe it would be better not to think of that.